if there's ever a time where we needed to pull together as believers of Christ and, and unite and try to strengthen and make the world a better place, it's now. Mm-hmm. And that, that sounds like he's yeah. preaching our message. <laughs> there's one body, one church, one spirit, one hope. The realities of the faith, the realities that unify us are already there. Christ praying for unity. What should we all be praying for? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the one prayer request of Jesus. Think about it in the Bible that we actually have a say in whether or not it comes to fruition or not. I think in what God has done in you guys and in, uh, in this podcast and the, the multitude of folks that you're reaching, the diversity, whatever God intended when, he's, when you started this, he's able to bring it to completion. All right. And welcome to the Whole Church Podcast, hopefully again, or for your first time. If it's your first time, we hope you enjoy it. I am one of your co-hosts, Joshua Null. Here is your other co-host. The one, the only, TJ Tiberius Juan Blackwell. Howdy. Yeah, and we are here with a very special guest today. It's uh, Pastor Robbie Rissy, the only man to be both me and TJ's camp counselor. Both. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we're just going to be talking to Pastor Robbie about his church, um, moments that he's seen unity in the church, and how we can all kind of mimic that. And um, we'll probably reminisce a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's really just an excuse for us to be able to talk to Robbie. Yeah, that's today's and topic. record it. Today's yeah. topic is an excuse for us to be able to talk to Pastor Robbie. <laughs> All right, and one thing we like to do for first-time guests, even though me and TJ know know you really well, everyone listening might not. So what we like to do is called our greeting card segment, where I have twelve cards here. I'm going to shuffle, and whenever you tell me to stop, Pastor Robbie, you got to tell me whatever card we're on whether it's your favorite book um the last thing to make you smile whatever happens to be the card it lands on that sound good all right i'll start shuffling you tell me when all right all right wow and it landed on favorite book (laughs) what a fun (laughs) coincidence Uh Um, I'm not sure. I have so many. Uh, I can read Leviticus. <laughs> Leviticus. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Tim LaHaye's Left Behind. I don't Ooh, left behind. All right. That's Tim LaHaye's Left Behind. Everyone go buy it. Uh, Robbie Brissy demands it. Check it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, let's see. I, I got to look at one of these. So, recently, we started reviewing some of our patrons' answers to previous silly questions that we post on Fridays. Um, we had two answers to the last one. TJ was one of them. TJ, do you want to tell them what your other answer for who you would have write our qu- silly questions is? Uh, Maya Angelo. <laughs> huh, nice. Um, yeah. So we also had uh, one other answer, and it was blank. They literally responded with a space. So they would rather the silly questions just either exist or no one write them. I guess. That's then, genius. Yes. And then the other one, th- this one's just funny. So, you know, we said a couple weeks ago that no one answered the favorite shape silly question. Yeah. Someone answered it a week later. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Eric Griffith's favorite shape is a square. Wow. Yep. Just wanted to throw that out there because someone finally answered it. So it turns out we're not the only ones with favorite shapes. All right. 
Yeah. All right. Thanks for that. Uh, so there are many ways you can all help us keep improving what we do here. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Anywhere you don't get your podcasts, look us up anyway. Follow what you find. Uh, you can email us at thewholechurch at gmail.com to ask us about more specific needs that you may be able to contribute to or ways that we can help you. Uh, of course, the best and easiest ways to help are by giving us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, supporting us on Patreon uh, for as little as a dollar a month, or by sharing this episode on your own social media accounts. I cannot stress that last one enough. It is incredible. It is incredibly easy. It's incredibly helpful. Just try it and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Just, just do it, okay? All right. So one thing we always do before we start is we'd like to ask people a silly question, regardless if they're new or not. So uh, and we'll, we'll answer it first, Pastor Rob, to give you time to think. But today's silly question is just, uh, it, it's really not that silly. It's just interesting, I guess, just random. If you had to pick one major technological advancement to just not have happened to see what the world would be like today. Which one would you pick? And uh, TJ, did you want me to go first or did you want to go first? Uh, you go first. All right. So mine would be nuclear fission. I would just like to see what the world would be like if we didn't, you know, nuke the other countries and didn't have that different energy source today. What would we have? That'd be mine. All right. Uh, I'll go next. I went with rocket propulsion because uh, I think it's definitely enough of an advancement to count. But I also think we've not benefited as much from it as some others. That makes sense. So, yeah. So, Pastor Robbie, uh, if you could do away with one major technological advancement to see what the world would be like today, which one would you choose? Um, microwaves. Oh. Just like interesting. I, I, I miss my yeah, grandma. All right. Home cooked meals. No more leftovers. So just microwaves, not like <laughs> microwave radiation, just microwaves. Yeah. All right. Yeah, That's a solid answer. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um so one thing we recently started doing, we started asking our patrons if they had questions podcasts that are coming up and we mentioned that we were going to have pastor robbie the only man to both be my cabin leader and tj's you know we have a little bit of an age discrepancy there so it's slightly different and we got we got a couple of questions about that um one was pastor robbie what was the most challenging part of being each of our counselor oh, oh goodness I can give you the other two also, and then you can just pick which question to answer. You don't have to answer all of them if you don't want to. Well, you see, this question is flawed because I was the perfect camper. Oh. Yeah. That's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> you, know, you know, the thing about it is I always had easy cabins with y'all, so it wasn't that hard. So. Oh, I like that answer. <laughs> so, I, I mean, you know, so – I really wasn't wasn't really that challenging. I enjoyed being y'all's cabinators. Well, well, that might make this next question also move. Uh, another one of our patrons asked if there was 
any ways that you thought being my cabin leader helped prepare you to be TJ's cabin leader? Well, probably not because when I was your cabin, I was, I was more or less trying to follow the rules more. And when I was TJ's cabinet leader, I was probably trying to get, trying to get away with more stuff. <laughs> so you uh, yeah. more. So luckily, I mean, I mean, no, I've, no, I'm just joking about that. Um, you know, um, I, I don't know, you know, it's, um, both, both of y'all were, um, helping and inspiring others. And, you know, it's, so it was easy, you know, so then uh, we have the last one. Well, actually this might be the hardest one. Which one of us as campers were more sarcastic? Hmm. Well, <laughs> TJ. <laughs> All right. Good answer. Talking. Yeah. I truly cannot believe that answer. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> there we go. Uh, he taught me how to. He taught me all the uh, the rough sides of killer Wilson, bunnies. Wilson, I taught him killer bunnies. <laughs> By the way, I own my own. You have your own? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My oh, son bought it for me. Is it, is this the part teacher where we mentioned that we're sponsored by Killer Bunnies? I wish. Yeah, yeah. We're not sponsored by Killer Bunnies, but if they want to sponsor us, we we would be glad to let them. <laughs> it's yeah. a really great game. All right, so to on to more serious things. Uh, we like to hear the testimonies of our pastors. You know, the Church of God of Prophecy pastors that we know especially the ones in South Carolina that we're more familiar with. Uh, would you mind sharing with us some of the story of what happened to get you to Christ? I... Yeah. Um, well, I was, I was saved as a child, but um, I, I walked away from Christ and, and I walked away from the Lord. And in 2000, in 2001, I came back to the Lord. Actually, September 11th, when the terrorist attacks happened, I, I, um, I came back to God in, in full force and and asked God to save me and it wasn't it wasn't long after that I um I had accepted God's calling upon my life and felt a, a strong hunger to, to preach. I always knew that God had called me to preach, but I never accepted the calling to preach and, and um I accepted the calling to preach in full force and and that's that's pretty much what happened. I started September eleventh and during the terrorist attacks, I came back to God. That was a big wake-up call for the whole country. So, yeah. Right. Uh, so, from your perspective, what are some of the biggest challenges for unity in the church today? Well, I, I, I tell you, to me, you know, it, it's amazing about unity. I think unity has always been a challenge. You you go back to the times of Christ. I mean, it's it's always been a challenge. I mean, Jesus Himself. If you if you look through the through the Scripture, Jesus prayed for unity, and and um, so you know it was a challenge. But but through my ministry, it's it's always been a challenge in the church, but even today, right now, I think it's more prevalent than ever. I mean, you, you see the things where you see for social justice and, 
you see the things going on in the world today. And I think this is a time for the church to really step forward. You know, it's a time for the church to lead. And, and I think the church needs to lead in that situation, not the world. And how do we address that as the church? Well, I think the only way we can address it is what the word says and, and how we lead and how we represent Christ and the way people look at us. I mean, we must be a representation of Christ and Jesus in us. And and if they don't see Jesus in us, then they, the only way they can look is, is what the world sees. And, and we must look different than the world. What would that, practically, what would that look like? Like, how would we look different than the world? In what ways? Well, you know, that's that's a challenging question right there. I mean, how do we look different than the world? You know, Jesus saves us. And, and when Jesus saves us, he brings a change inside of us. And, you know, if Jesus, if we're not changed, then, then you know, we must check ourselves. And there must be a change inside of us when we get saved. You know, Jesus transforms us. He, he renews us. He changes our bodies and he, he changes our souls. The way we look at things and the way we prepare for things, the, our whole outlook. I mean, every part of our life should change. I mean, it, it goes from uh, how we talk to how we walk. It even goes to our relationships and, and, and uh, our friends. I mean, everything changes in our lives. And and so, therefore, if the people, how people look at us, should just they should see that change. And um, and if people don't see a change, then then we need to look at our relationship and to see why there's not a change in our lives. Because I, I truly believe that once we get saved, um, Jesus transforms us, and and there should be a change in our lives. I mean, if there's not a difference between how we were when we were saved, then 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 you know. We need to check that. We need to check that relationship. And I believe the world is looking upon us, and and the world needs uh, to, to see Jesus. And, and if we don't look different than the world, then, then we can't lead. Yeah. So one, one thing you, you mentioned was one of the ways – you mentioned social issues in the world being – kind of a challenge for unity right now and that you said the church should take a lead on that what, what would that look like for the church to take a lead and how would that look like if we are all individually making that you know being different being a change in the world how would it how does that all relate you know that's 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 tough for the church sometimes you know we we we're used to staying inside of wall um i was saying preaching to the choir you know we 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 love going inside the church, but sometimes we can't stay inside the church. And, you know, to be able to make a change, and especially in these social issues and to be able to, to go outside, we must go outside the walls and we must we must be able to speak and and then we must be able to, uh, to tell people and, and tell them about the Jesus that we serve and the, the Jesus who has changed us and, and how Jesus can change them. And sometimes it's hard for, for church folks. You know, we, we, we like to stay in our own little corner sometimes. And, and, but the church must, lead because if we, if we're not leading, we're, we're, um, we're in the shadows. And I don't think Jesus ever meant for us to stay in the shadows. And, and with these social issues, I, I think sometimes if we, if we're quiet, 
that's almost like a, a, a form of acceptance, especially if it's wrong. And we don't want to accept what is wrong. And I believe that, um, you know, there's been an attitude sometimes that, that we, we see wrong out there and we know it's wrong, but, but we say nothing. And, and I believe sometimes we must speak up and we must, we must take a stand on things. Good word. Good word. So with that, have you seen any great examples of unity in the church or people in the church doing those kind of services that you talk about? Either one? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, um, I think especially during this time right now, I, I, I think we, I several people who's, who's taken steps forward. I think more than putting a post on Facebook and it's more or Twitter or something like that. You, what we do outside of church is, is showing our fellow man that, that we care, that we love and that we have compassion for them. And, you know, we can't walk in people's shoes and we, we can't know how they feel, but we can let them know that, that we do care about them. And, and we do serve a man who, who does know how they feel. And, but, uh, you know, we've had, several in our church and I know several people who have done that and we're we're trying to inspire people to do that through through the Jesus inside of us and you know um I truly believe that there is no good in us but the Jesus that is inside any good that people see is Jesus and we want to share that what Jesus has done for us uh, so how can we all mimic that Robbie you know even myself I've seen things in my life and, you know, we, 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 we try to stay in our own little corner, you know, but, but it comes a time that we have to, to get out of that corner. We have to go back. We have to show our man, our fellow man that we love them. You know, there's, there's several movements out there right now that, that are going through and, and I believe they're crying out, you know, you know, for the example, the, the black lives matter, you know, uh, I take that wordage of where they say, I matter. You know, we need to, that they matter and that Jesus has died for all, you know, and that God loves everybody and they do matter. And, and um, Jesus loved them so much that he gave his life for them. And we need to make sure that they're, that everybody understands that, that they're loved by God. Amen. All right. So uh, we love hearing about what our other churches are doing across the state. Uh, what can you tell us about your church? Well, I was uh, a few years ago. I, I kind of just had it in in my life of of a vision, and church. We 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 just have a goal. We want to be the most loving church in our community in our town. We go by what what Jesus said in, in, in Matthew chapter 22 were, were the two greatest commandments that, that were to love God with all our, with all our heart, with all our soul and with all our mind. And then, then we're, this is the first and greatest commandment. And then we're to love our neighbor as ourselves, And, and we want to become that love in church in our, in our community. And, and that's our heart's desire. You know, we, we, we realize that, that we're not the biggest church and we don't have all the programs, but, but that's our heart's desire is just to, is to become 
a a more loving church and and uh, and we're doing we're doing as things as we can and we've we've been giving food to homeless shelters and we've been doing other things like that that we've been having we 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 haven't stopped with things and um we continue to doing upgrades with our church just been a new sign at our church one of the things that i preached on this past sunday and um i truly believe i think a lot of people are on on a holding pattern and they're saying just wait till next year you know if we can just make it to next year but in the old testament some of god's greatest miracles were not done in the wet seasons they were done in the dry seasons and and um i believe god wants to do something right now i don't want to wait till next year i want to do it now so our, our churches, we're, we're trying to do something right now. Amen. So uh, for us here on the Whole Church Podcast, uh, unity is a pretty big deal. Uh, so Pastor Robbie, do you have a favorite Bible verse about unity? Well, when I was praying about this, God had gave me the topic. A scripture that just came to my heart comes from Galatians. And it says, above all, clothe yourself in love, which binds us together in perfect harmony. And I, I, I just stuck with my heart about with unity with that. I, I guess that would, that's what I would say. Awesome, awesome. And so, so could you, if you don't mind, do a quick sermon on that verse for us? <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, you know, preachers, it's hard to do one, just one verse, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was praying with, with that and, but I would, I would go with that verse and, and it says above all, clothe yourself and, and which binds us all together with perfect harmony. But as I was saying before, you know, we need to uh, love God with all our soul and with all our heart and with all our mind. And it's about love. And, and in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, it says, let us also think of ways to motivate one another in acts of love and in good works. And, and I think when we, when we love one another and when we show each other kindness and when we try to motivate one another in, in, with good ways and in good works, and, and, and it's, it's not to discourage one another and it's not to take one another down, but to build one another up, I think that leads one another to unity. And um, when you look at somebody and you, you tell them, say, hey, look, I love you and I care about you and I want to see good of you and um, I want to see good for your family and I want to see good for your your purpose. I want to see good for your future. And they know that you legitimately care about them. Then, then they know that you're on you're, they know that you're on your their side, and you know there's an there's an old song, and I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sing it. I'm not a singer, but <laughs> heard, it, heard it in our church for years. But it says, "Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together. Bind us with cords that cannot be broken." And it says, "Bind us together. Bind us together with love." And and I think when we're binded together. And we're binded together with love. I think that brings together unity, and 
when we can wrap our arms around each other and when we walk together in Christ, I think that brings the perfect unity that 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 Christ is is wanting. Church that 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 Christ set up. If you look in the in the the second uh, chapter of Acts, when they were the the Holy Ghost came down, it says they were what all in one accord. That is perfect unity right there, and that's when the Holy Ghost really moved upon them. They they wasn't against one another. They was they was binded together in one. That's that's what I would say right. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Yeah, my um, my grandfather used to say something that was uh, reminded me. You reminded me of it. Uh, he used to say, uh, "I love you, and ain't nothing you can do about it." And it was it was one of those things where it's uh some of that uplifting thing that you're talking about. You say that to somebody and it sticks with them the rest of their life. Just really good stuff. Yes. Um, so one thing we have all of our guests do. We like to ask literally everyone this. We've asked a few people the same question a couple times. But uh, if you had to give our guests one tangible thing they could go do right now, just something practical that an individual listening could stop right after this podcast and go do that would help better preserve the unity of the church, what would it be? I think just simply just going out to somebody inside the church and just telling them, hey, look, I care about you. And I care about the struggles that you're going through, and and I'm praying for you, and and, um, and you know walk walk with them, and and I think most people in the church, they just want somebody to know that they that somebody can. Yeah, amen. It's true. So, Robbie, if everyone started doing these things, lifting each other up, encouraging one another, uh. What would be the ramifications? What would we see happen in the church if we all did that? Well, I, I think you would have stronger churches that were are for the Lord. Um, I, I've seen churches that that did these things and they're on fire. And, and I tell you, I've seen churches that don't do these things and they're not on fire for the Lord. I think that's the ramifications. I think when you when you start loving on one another, genuinely loving on one, and you you show people you care. I mean, I tell you something that we have a slogan in our in our church. It starts in the parking lot and it ends in the parking lot. And it doesn't start when I start preaching, but it starts as soon as they walk out of the I mean they get out of their car. And it ends when they get in the car. And you know, if you if you don't do these things then and people don't feel like they're loved and they don't feel like they're cared. That, that people care about them, then, then it they're not don't respond. But when you do, they do respond. And and one of my favorite scriptures that that I use all the time, it, the Bible says, "If we draw nigh to Him, He'll draw nigh to nigh to us." And that is a actionable scripture. That means we must do something. Um, and but when we do it, God does something. And and you know, I believe the church would be on fire if if we would do the things that we just need to do. It does it doesn't a lot of times churches want to have different programs and they want to have different things just to attract people. 
But I'm telling you, I, I don't think it's all about programs and it's all about what you have. I think it's more about just meeting the people's needs and uh, spiritual needs and, and things. It's good to have programs. It's good to have the, the different things from the children church on the way up and doing activities and all that. But if you're not meeting their, their spiritual needs, you know what? They don't go somewhere else. That's what they're asking. All right. Uh, thanks for taking the time to be with us today, Ravi. Uh, we're going to hit our in outro real quick, and then we'll let you go. Uh, okay. So the first part of our outro, every episode, uh, well, sometimes we do train talk in between. But <laughs> our God moment segment, uh, we each share something that God has done for us recently, whether it be a challenge or a blessing, something that's not a challenge or a blessing, you know, one of those things. All right, uh, so my God moment, uh, it's of the week, technically. It was last week. But uh, my grandpa turned 76, uh, which is awesome. You know, it's just blessed to see another year. Uh, not a lot of people are lucky enough to make it that far. So, well, it is a lot. Of people. Not enough people. So I think that's mine. Yeah, so... Earlier, well, I guess last week, actually, I was, uh, like I do every morning, I wake up early, I read some Bible, and sometimes I read an article or two from Christianity Today, because I, I get their magazine, and I uh, recently, one of their articles was about um, double gifts, right? How Christ doesn't just give us salvation, but then he gives us these other gifts of love, joy, and all these things, and it ended talking about the point of those gifts. And it said that the point was for us to be united and to use that unity to be a salt and light in the world. And uh, let's see, the last sentence was, we move from division towards unity by the double gifts of grace. And it was just something that I, I couldn't really explain it to you, just the way that that was worded. It just really stood out to me. And it, it encouraged me to know, oh yeah, hey, that's right. What we're doing with this podcast and you know what sort of our mission is, is, is bringing salt and light. It's kind of doing the thing that Jesus told us to do. And it just reminded me, it was a good reminder, you know? So that was my God moment. All right. Awesome. So Robbie, do you have a God moment segment for us? Well, um, I went on vacation this past week and, um, my cousin, uh, went with stage four cancer. I wasn't sure she'd be able to make it through the whole trip and I was praying that she would and and she did. And so I was very, very, very thankful for that and made it down there and was able she went actually came back. Um she had to go to the Mayo Clinic down there and um while she was down there it was in Florida. And um I was very thankful for that. You know, so, uh, awesome. Praise God. Praise God. Well, that was, uh, that was our God Moment segment. And before we close out, we just want to remind everybody some ways that you guys could help us if you wanted, or we could help you if you just email us at thewholechurch at gmail.com. We'll let you know any specific needs we have if you want to try and help us, or if you tell us some way we could help you, we'll see what we can do. Um, other ways you could support us, of course, TJ mentioned the best and easiest way is by sharing these episodes on your social media. So if you liked what Pastor Robbie had to say, please go ahead and do that for us. And... Of course, you can always support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Our next goal is $42 a month, which will help us get some software that'll 
hopefully make our audio quality a little bit better. And uh, of course, we have some other goals on there as well. But if you go to patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast, you should be able to see all of that. And um, we appreciate any support, not just from Patreon, but, you know, just listening. We appreciate everybody's support. If you just emotionally support us really, really hard, you know, that that might be enough. Let's find yeah. out. Everyone try it and then switch to monetarily. We'll compare the two. Like. <laughs> yeah. All right, so some future guests we have for the podcast. We have Carrie Roberts of the Dyslexic Pastor Podcast, uh, Tyler Smith, the author of Searching for Seven, uh, Pastor Alan Rhodes, and, uh, of course, at the end of season one, we're going to have Francis Chan. Wow. Mm-hmm. Does he Does he have any idea? Uh, probably not. Oh. I really hope not, actually, because that would mean he's declined. Oh. I, I mean, it could mean that that he's trying to call us right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look he's like not. he is, but, but it could be. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if you want to hear Robbie's super short, super sweet summary, uh, head on over to Patreon and support us. Slide a little cash our way, and uh, you'll get access to that report.